and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. Today, I will be your host, Ian, the ghost of Tsushima, the ghost of Mars, the ghost of your, of your house, the spiritual plane itself. Two E's. Should I keep going? No, you should have What if we don't live in a house and it's an apartment? Are you also the ghost of that? I'm the stigmatized property itself. Call back. Call back. Listen to the episode. Um, joining me virtually to my left, we have Brendan, the fantastic Mr. Fantastic, the stretchy boy himself, the savior of San Fran. How you doing? <laughs> uh, doing all right. A little, a little, a little EP, you know, a little EP, but otherwise, no, no. I, uh, Fantastic Fest is going on right now and i was unknowingly put in a press junket and i was emailed uh last night and they were like hey we put you in this time frame i was like i didn't sign up for it but okay <laughs> so uh, i got off work at like uh around 6 30 this morning and then i had to be up by nine uh to do the interview and then i just couldn't fall back asleep so i actually meant to ask you because every time you cover a film fest, I feel like it's you covering all 366 movies. Does anybody else in Horror Obsessive also like tackle the same festivals or is it just one person per festival? <laughs> so it usually depends on the size of the festival. Nobody really wanted to cover Popcorn Frights because it's more of a strictly independent uh, festival. So I did that by myself. But I have there's uh, two other people covering Fantastic Fest with me. So it just depends on the if anybody wants to cover the festival. Um, I got it. Yeah. And that other voice joining us, number two in our hearts, number one in our pencils. (laughs) Flip that, reverse it, just like Willy Wonka does. Kyle with a K, the 13th Doctor. I was going to say like Missy Elliott, but Mm. um, I'm doing all right. Um, So you would pick Missy Elliott over Gene Wilder? Gene Wilder doesn't. Does Gene Wilder say? say Gene Wilder doesn't say that, does he? I think he does. I think it's. I can quote Gene Wilder here because I know that movie pretty well. He says, "It's you're from an if it's land, yeah." In the movie, so (laughs) pretty sure that's Gene Wilder. But uh, no, I'm doing all right. Um, a little under the weather, but hanging in there. Um, I got nothing. Oh, I uh, um have been uh on a a kick of collecting more horror games. So uh, I recently picked up Resident Evil 1 Remake 2 and 3 on the GameCube, which I'm very excited about replaying because uh, I haven't played 3 Nemesis, the original, in a very long time. And that, that game slaps. And then I also picked up Resident Evil Survivor 2... No, Resident Evil... Outbreak. Outbreak, thank you, Jesus. Um, Outbreak File 2, which is also a very underrated game, the Outbreak series. Um, so my recommendations this week are go play Resident Evil. Fuck, you know what? I'll even go on a stretch right now. Go watch Resident Evil. If you can't play the games, just get some Resident Evil in your life. Even though, you know, I... I well, well I'll, I'll give my opinion on the movies later when we cover them. But you know, just just get some Resident Evil in your life. That's my rec. That's my rec. Two, Resident Evil 2 Apocalypse is just like Resident Evil 3, the game. It's... Shut your goddamn <laughs> mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> never say that again. I know I'm that so you're glad being genuine. That <laughs> I know you're being genuine right now. But and I I don't know, man. Look, say what you will about the the movies, because I'll probably be right behind you saying the same things. But that apocalypse movie is so bad, man. That apocalypse movie is so bad. I didn't hate it on my uh latest rewatch though. I, I like it, it because I didn't, it's, it. I didn't hate it. It's ridiculous. Brennan, you've, you've seen the movies, right? I've uh, seen the- yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Do you remember the second movie? With Nemesis? He mm. looks so funny. The s- second... Is that where there's, like, the big shower fight scene? Oh, no. That's, no, like, that's like, the after fourth life. one. Something. Yeah. Oh, that's, okay. like, way, way... That's then, a good one, though. That has Pyramid Head. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it's... Oh, yes, uh, yes, it's wait, which is the one that has Pyramid Head? It's got a... <laughs> One of them reminds me of Pyramid Head, right? Oh yeah, he has like the the long, the yeah. long like uh, there's Final another Fantasy sword. Yeah, 
There's oh, another big. Oh, I think I, he's in the I, fifth I, yeah, game. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's in he's in five. Yeah, he's in yeah. five. I know what you're talking about now. He has like a big mallet, like sledgehammer yes. thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's the dude in five. I always thought that was Pyramid Head. No, well, you, had, you had me going. To, I I would have agreed with you. <laughs> no, you would have. But also, um, very. I'm just gonna say very underrated. Um, Resident Evil Three, which I think it's called Extinction. Um, I think it's what's called. I could be wrong, but it's directed by the guy who did, uh, who directed Highlander, which I'm a big fan of. And it's a pretty good Resident Evil. It's, it's, it's a pretty good movie. It sticks. It's got your Claire, you know, and she's not like weird. Um, I even think it has Jill, right? Or am I tripping? Or I Jill back? don't I think she's in the second one. And then I think she goes she's away and then at some point, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, I actually thoroughly enjoyed the Resident Evil three movie extinction. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Not bad. It was very simple in premise. They weren't fucking with the game lore, which is probably why I liked it a lot more too. Um, it was just like a separate little storyline. It's a good zombie movie. I think that's why I like it a lot. It's because if you take away the Resident Evil name, it's a good zombie movie on its own. So yeah, good zombie action. Yeah. Brendan, recommendations for us. Go. Uh, so I have an anti recommendation. If if that's possible, Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this. uh, This is topical by the time we're recording this. It won't be by the 13th. But uh, have you heard of that new alien film on Hulu? No one will save you. Yes. I watched it because I saw a really good alien movie at Fantastic Fest and really wanted to keep that going. This was a new movie. Sounded fun and interesting. I was really hyped going into it. It is one of the dumbest, most mm-hmm. uh, uneducated mm-hmm. takes on what bigger, I don't want to say bigger budget because it wasn't a bigger budget film. Um, it was a very bad attempt at trying to ride the Quiet Place Bird Box uh, mm. <clears throat> hype. Because there are five words of dialogue spoken in the entire film. And like, sure, that's cool. But like, what's the fucking... There's no reason for why it's basically a silent film. The And it's this whole, this woman feels alienated in the world because of something that she did um, when she was a kid. And... Uh, she feels like an alien and then aliens come and now there's like real aliens and it's just, it's so fucking stupid. And like, maybe if the story was good, I would have cared a little bit. Uh, the story, the story is awful. Um, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, one of the pages from the script was leaked and, um, it's without spaces. Um, it said like, they are here. They are here. They are here. They are, no one can help you. No one can help you. No one can help you. And then like in bold letters, it's like, uh, she sees something running. Nothing. No one can help you. No one can help you. No one can help you. She turns back and now it's behind her. No one can. It's like, it's, it's such fake creativity. Um, and it, (laughs) that, that was the perfect, uh, frame for it to, Oh, so it's paused on your screen too. Yes, I don't. I don't know why. Um, (laughs) But it was, it was just uh, terrible. It was terrible. I think I gave it a one and a half because the alien, the alien design looked uh, pretty solid. Um, But yeah, I do not recommend. Stay far away from it if you if you can. Alienate yourself from that. Alienate yourself from it. I always know, I always take your bad reviews to heart because you give everything like a four and a five. So when you give something like really low rating, I'm joking aside, I'm kidding about that. But when you give something a really low rating, I'm like, damn, he must have really fucking hated it. Because like you don't really hate on too many movies. So like when you do, I'm like, man, he fucking hated this movie, like guaranteed. You know, in in hindsight, because there's so much praise going for it on on Twitter and shit, you know, my, my initial. Because I, I gave it a rating before I looked at, before I read anyone's reviews. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, people are going to hate this movie. Everyone fucking loves it. Because no one has fucking taste. Because everyone has goddamn COVID. 
that was that was a stupid <laughs> um wait do you have yeah COVID? no i'm i'm interested I, I i i have not gave a shit about watching movies in the past like three months so mm-hmm. um i don't know if i'm gonna get to it anytime soon i do like alien shit though so um i might check it out but maybe I'm you'll still like it online. maybe it, maybe it'll yeah. work for you like well, i some people I do follow, I don't want to call them out because I think they listen to this podcast, but some of the people that I do follow, um, they actually like the movie. They thought it was pretty good. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm getting different sides to it mm-hmm. and different opinions. Um, I always like that kind of stuff. So, we'll see. I'm still in my like hibernation stage for movies, though. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ebone? Uh, I was finishing all over the place. Um, movies, <laughs> video games, manga, you name it. Uh, Why did you have to say that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I uh, finished um, Jagan, which is a manga, 14 volumes. Great. Well, something I needed at the, at the, at the moment. Um, I looked up that uh, person's, uh, not filmography, but like other works that they've done and they did blue luck which i made that my first um kind of first sports anime watched that really good um sports uh, anime i'm caught up on that it's a it's a soccer anime it's a big thing actually it's like a whole like a like a whole genre of its own oh wow so like you have prince of tennis uh ice shield 21 freaking haiku bunch of sports animes um the first one i watched was ping pong amazing uh only like only like thir- uh i think it's like 11 or 13 episodes um finished two games resident evil 3 and i went back into ghost of tsushima liberated the freaking continent of tsushima and beat the ending I beat the game that's a burning ass game you got to get to it eventually open world okay. easy to platinum easy I have to it, platinum have it downloaded i just so good it's addicting it's a- it's a very e- like easy platinum too. Okay. It's it's not hard. It's just like check everything off the map. Open world, check everything off the map. And oh, the okay. game. Yeah. That that that's kind of what uh, the Saints Row plat journey is feeling like. But um, Ghost of Tsushima does look fun. I, I, I that is my to. favorite PS4 game. I love that game. Fantastic game. It's it's a ten out of ten. Perfect game. Addicting. The graphics are amazing. The characters, the ending, the ending. God damn, I was like, I was tearing. I was. It's like I, it, I was it's like it embodies Kurosawa, man. That like they nailed down the the early nineteen hundreds fucking samurai film. Oh, it's so good, dude. It's so good. Love it. It's one of the best games of all time, and I think it's I think it's wow. underappreciated in a way. Cause it's it I I never hear anyone talk about it as like one I, of the greatest games of all time. Yeah, I, it, it's but like especially as far as like Sony exclusives too. Yeah. Like Sony, like it should be up there. Yeah, up there, and it's it's just really not. Like the gameplay, the combat is so fucking good, and the story, like just everything about it, it's like so good. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, finally watched Rubber Burn the Witch, which is like a, a sixty minute anime. Um, by the dude who did uh, Bleach, the creator of Bleach. Um, and then I watched uh, Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero 1998 film. Fantastic score. Um, it had uh, Kevin Connolly as Batman and R.I.P. Did I say that right? Did I say no. That right? no, no, no. Kevin Connolly. Kevin okay. Connolly. My bad. Put some respect wow, way to besmirch the dead. Jesus put some respect on his name we're, we're not here to besmirch the dead we're not here to talk about Brendan's film festivals or Lou Ferrigno or Lou especially Lou Ferrigno I can talk we, about Lou Ferrigno if we want my uncle's absolute hero growing up um, the best Hulk no more on him uh, we're here to talk about the 2009 remake Friday the 13th with a total budget of 19 million dollars estimated and a total worldwide gross of 91 million dollars almost a hundred million dollars this movie make this this franchise ending film made almost a hundred million dollars we're gonna go into fear facts Kyle hit me with it Brendan you also Oh, I was so confused that <laughs> Kyle hit me with it. 
Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, this 2009 remake brings Marcus Nispel, director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, back into our life with another gritty retelling of one of horror's biggest icons, Jason Voorhees. What do you, oh, nice shirt. Um, a simple origin story from Damien Shan. Damien Shannon and Mark Swift would slowly evolve into an amalgamation of the first four films. With a budget of, as Ian said, $19 million, Friday the 13th would bring in a hefty, corrected number, $92.7 million worldwide, while receiving incredibly negative reviews. Um... This would go would uh, go on to make Friday the Thirteenth the second highest grossing film in the franchise, right behind Freddy versus Jason, um, which I think that kind of makes sense. But um, the idea was never to continue the story, rather than take all the elements that uh, the writers and Platinum Dunes um, loved so much about Jason and turn this into more of a love letter. Um, this would be the first Platinum Dunes remake to not be a period piece as Texas Chainsaw and Amityville Horror were. Uh, Derek Mears would go on to don the canvas bag and eventually the iconic hockey mask. Um, even before auditioning for the role, uh, Mears, hearing that Friday the 13th was in production, started training just in the off chance that he was able to get an audition. Um, Mears would also go on to say that due to alopecia uh, when he was a child, he was able to uh, find a way to connect with Jason, which really helped him uh, embody the role, which I think that's kind of cute. Yeah, it's kind of cute, but I mean, it's not like Jason had alopecia. No, but... No, no, it's just... I mean... I get it. I, I get it. Brendan, I got you. <laughs> yeah. I have <laughs> Go ahead. You have empathy. You have, I have empathy. empathy. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Cool. <laughs> well, the um, diesel and and the rocker is here as too, I guess. Good. Uh Nispel wanted to keep the film as practical as possible, and I think it definitely shows. Um unlike Rob Zombie's Halloween, where the title doesn't show till the end of the film, Friday the 13th's title appears after a 25-minute long prologue, making mm. this the longest prologue of the mm. franchise. Um, but how do we feel about this movie? Was it as fun as going headfirst into a wood chipper? Or was it a failure? Oh, that was an amazing transition probably one of the best in podcast history um kyle is off having a seizure (laughs) right now we i we've lost him he's gone he was so moved by that yeah he's back (laughs) compose yourself because we are going to hit the audience with our Full thoughts. Where'd you watch it? Would you add it to your collection, Kyle? <laughs> oh man, I love that, Brennan. Thank you. <clears throat> um, so I have the Scream Factory Friday the Thirteenth huge box set, and this is included in that. So that's how I watched it. Uh, really good audio mix for a Blu-ray. Like it was very. The sound design and the sound quality in this in this uh, Blu-ray copy was really really good. Anyway, um, this is my first time watching the film. I have no prior experience with this film. I have no nostalgia for this film, so this is all going to be '30s Kyle opinion on this. Um, I watched it two days ago, and then I started watching it again this morning, just while I was doing something else in the background, just to have it on to refresh my memory. Mm -hmm. The first time I watched it, uh, I was... I'm not a fan of this movie for a couple different reasons. There is things I like about it. Um, While watching it right now, uh, I was was getting into it a little bit more. Um, I think the... Let's just call out the elephant in the room, right? Like The worst thing about this movie is its script and its writing. Um, it's the dialogue is so fucking bad that it's hard for me to get into this film. And I think it's probably why it's a hard, like it's hard for a lot of people to get into this film. Um, it's just so unrealistic and so over the top while not trying to be, it's trying to be serious and it just, it it doesn't come off that way, which is what makes the script so bad. But, um, that being said, 
I really do enjoy the kills. I think the kills are really cool. And this is maybe my favorite Jason interpretation. Now, I haven't seen all of them, uh, but I really like the Jason in this film. I love how fast he is. I love how just to the fucking point, he doesn't really stalk. He just runs. He <laughs> beelines it right to you. I'm just like, holy yeah. shit. Like, this guy needs to chill. Um, and I like that. I like how brutal he is in this film and how he doesn't waste any time. But I'll end it there for now and just say that uh, it was an interesting watch. And Brandon. I do have it in my collection. Brandon. So as we've kind of talked about quite frequently over the past, at this point now, four weeks, uh, this is a time frame film-wise that, that means a lot to me. And I, I, I think this time means a lot to a lot of people my age. The, so, uh, I do own the film. Uh, I watched the, I have the unrated DVD of it. Uh, it was one of those, the blockbuster near me was going out of sale or go, going out of business. Um, and they were selling DVDs for three bucks a piece, or I think it was like Two 10, for, five and 10 like for 20 or something. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was they had ridiculous. Yeah. They had ridiculous uh, deals like that. So good. Yeah. Uh, so this was just one that I had gotten then cause it didn't really play on, uh, AMC's fear fest all that often. It didn't really get that big of a tv it, they they played it on tnt quite a few times i remember um TNT but not sci-fi for sure yeah not not a big television presence so i watched it on the dvds uh it is in my collection obviously i just said that uh the one thing i will agree with you on kyle is the dialogue is very bad i feel like they almost tried to keep the shitty dialogue from the original films and just 80s slasher films in general because the dialogue in those are never good. Yeah. I thought the same thing actually this morning when I was watching it because I was trying... Like, I try to give, like... I try to throw people a bone, right? So hey. I, try to, I try to be forgiving when I can. <clears throat> so, like... As I was watching it this morning, I was like, look, maybe they are just trying to embrace that 70s fucking camp, right? And I was thinking that, but it's just so out of tune. Like, this script is just so out of tune that I just, it, it doesn't seem like that. It, like, kind of like I said in mine, it, like, it feels like they're trying to be modern and it just, it didn't come off right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to add no, to your point no, that and, I agree with you. And I mean, that kind of brings up one of the things in the Fear Facts where this is the first uh, Platinum Dunes remake that wasn't a period piece. And I almost kind of feel like it would have worked because there was nothing that made it that made it need to be set in modern times. So maybe I think when they read the dialogue, <clears throat> they almost should have been like, you know what? Let's just put it in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the kills are fantastic, I would say, out of the four films that we've watched from, I'm, I'm going to call mid-aughts horror a subgenre, because it is. <laughs> um, out of all of these films that we've covered in the past four weeks, I think this might have the best kills. And it should, right? Friday the 13th should agree. have yeah. the best kills. Yeah, because, you know, if you think about it, Michael Myers walks around with a knife. Uh, you know, Leatherface, you're probably going to get chainsawed. Uh, who's the other fuck dude with the fingers? Um, Freddy. He's an actual fuck dude, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's going to, like, turn you into a blood fountain or something. But, the like... <laughs> Jason literally shoots someone in the neck with an arrow from like a hundred yards away. Um, wait, uh, before I can it's see the, head, the rest, but, yeah. I thought no, I thought it was his neck. I thought it was right here. Right? It's 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 his head, and then he like turns oh. around and it's coming out of his forehead. But okay. yes, awesome, uh, awesome kill. And, and sorry, we're not getting the kills yet. Good. Um, and one of the interesting facts that I should have put in the fear facts is remember the 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 girl that uh under she's under the dock and he 
machetes down her her to head. show her titties and then puts her back down yeah so the original kill for that which i thought would have been am i wrong no. um the original kill which i think they should have stuck with was that jason just stands on the dock as she treads water and she just slowly drowns it would have been both would have been cool <laughs> both would have been cool but honestly it wouldn't have been jason right yeah it wouldn't have been Jason, but I do like that kill. Like I do like the thought of that idea. But he, but, but he's not like he's straight to the point. You know what I mean? Like he just wants to. Yeah. Okay, we're done. Let's go. Yeah. But no, that that is a cool idea, though. I like that idea. Eat the audience what they want, which is titties, titties, and more titties. This movie. What, what was the last film we covered? I feel like that had way more titties than than this one. Text, uh, oh, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie movie. What was it? No, I think this one had more Halloween. titties. Halloween. I think Halloween had more titties. No, no, no way. All you ha- all you have is uh the 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 boyfriend girlfriend in the abandoned house and, and then, um Danielle Harris. Yeah, that's it. But but the Danielle I'm Harris kinda, the Danielle the Harris scene is like ten minutes long though. Yeah, it the is. Danielle Harris one seemed forced. If yeah, we're being yeah. honest, it seemed forced. Yeah, especially like I just didn't. I just didn't like that. Didn't appreciate it. We're not talking about that movie, though. We're talking about the 2009. This movie, um, I have no nostalgia for whatsoever. In fact, the what I thought I remembered from this movie is all just taken from Freddy vs. Jason. Mm. <laughs> like, Dude, no, 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 no. I can relate to that. <laughs> I can relate to that because I didn't see this movie. Yeah. But like all the... All the shit from Freddy vs. Jason, I just imagined that that's what this movie was. I totally get that. I totally get yeah. that. And like the, the the like every cabin scene, I thought it was it was this movie, but I totally fresh have not seen this movie whatsoever. Um, but I have seen uh, the Friday Thirteenth up until episode eight. Um, but episode eight, episode Jason <laughs> goes Manhattan, baby. Um, this movie, the writing's bad. The Mm. put some freaking lights on bro it was so hard to see um this is like avp level lighting mm, no it's not oh who who's the one that's stretching over here now yeah that's not that's well, not that's well, not true that's not true. it's comparable you have a good tv now too you have a pretty decent tv yeah. now so you, have, so you have no excuses it was dark. <laughs> I mean, it must have just Fair been enough. my copy, but it it was dark. Um, Wait, how did you watch it? There it is. No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. There's the there's the video quality, and people say that there's no difference between DVD, Blu-ray, 4K in the streaming. There is. There you is a difference. I, I was watching it, and there part of a, a jacket kept covering the camera lens, um, <laughs> and there someone kept coughing. I think someone the killer from Hatchet came in at one point, <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't understand where the crossover was there. Uh, yeah, oh stop, stop watching shitty quality fucking thing. But anyway, go ahead. That being said, the (laughs) kills were pretty good. And for a franchise that's, I think, strictly just known for its kills, they did a good job there. I I think that's really all you can ask for for this type of of movie, unless you're trying to reinvent the wheel in this franchise and boot something up. But as as Fear Facts says, this was not an intent to reboot the series. This was an intent to uh, pay homage to, to... you know the franchise um kyle brought something up the something up that i and i would add this to my collection the one the the one that kyle has actually i really want and it goes on sale sometimes yeah it goes on sale all the time it's always on sale you'll find it for like 60 bucks all the time that would be perfect all the time and it's it's a really nice like beautiful box set beautiful box set yeah yeah um the first thing I want to go over is why in the 2000s did they decide to make the killers run? They made them so so much more aggressive in, in these 2000 films. Something I've, I've noticed. Um, it worked for zombies. Why couldn't it work for slashers? <laughs> what do you think changed in the, in the past 20 to 30 years, Brendan? I think that it directly correlates to uh, the post 9-11 world that we were living in, the the xenophobia that a lot of Americans felt and even those 
that didn't want to admit admit it felt it. Um, I, I think that it's this fear of an outside, this fear of the unknown can come for you at literally any moment. Um, at any moment, your world can come. I, I don't want to say crashing down, but I, I, um, I, I think that it is perfectly representative of the fear. And also, you know, this also came out uh, a year after the housing market crash of 07, 08. Kyle, if you can correct me on the year, it was one of those two. It's like eight, yeah. Eight, yeah. Um, so I, I there was so much fear and anger and, and trepidation in the hearts of all Americans. Uh, so I think that uh, we needed an outlet to place our fear into, uh, which is why I think that the 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 zombie Myers, uh, this Jason, the uh, the Leatherface. Um, the Leatherface, I think the idea of making them faster and more intimidating uh, directly correlates to that. I could just be speaking out of my ass. No, that makes sense to me. Like the horrors of the world, real life, like we're just happening so suddenly and so fast. Like it makes sense for our killers to replicate that in, in the times. So that that does make sense. And um, nowadays, I think we're looking a little more slower and we're looking mm-hmm. for things creepier. Um, yes. instead of that fast paced zombie, those fast paced zombies, the fast paced killer. Yeah. Now, now we have the, the serial killer head tilt, you know, yeah. the, the skin of rinks, things like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. The analog horrors like that would never happen. Like in any, any other like time frame, I don't think. Yeah. Kyle. My answer is way less political and <laughs> fast <laughs> is <No>. scary. <laughs> fast equals scary. Fast people equals scary. Um, I think it has something to do with just the evolution of of you know. It started with the zombie thing, like you know, within the same decade, mm-hmm. and you're coming off of movies that were originally. People got scared of different things. People were, we were trying to reinvent the wheel and you can only do so much with a killer that just cuts things, right? So um, I think it started with zombies, slow zombies. Like once we got like, once we watch enough zombie pop culture stuff, we were like, dude, how many times can we do the same thing? And yes, dude, I could run away from a hundred zombies myself. It's not going to be that scary. Or I could hold up here. I could hold up there. We already came up with so many solutions in our head about how we could survive a zombie apocalypse. And so they're like, okay, try to survive it. If they could run as fast as Jerry Rice, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like okay, well, I can't outrun Jerry Rice, so I'm fucked. Like, I think it's kind of the same thing. Like, uh, the slasher was brooding and slow, and there was always that sense that you could escape. Brennan? Kyle, real quick. So what you're saying is if the apocalypse happens, uh, we have to mass execute all athletes. Ooh. 100%. That is a good point. 100%. Dude, if if a zombie apocalypse started to happen, I would do cardio every day for once. I don't even do cardio every day Obviously. now. But I would do cardio every day because I'm like, dude, I can't. Like, I got to run faster than these fools. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to think, like, those zombies don't have, like, brain they, functionality. They, they don't, don't have body. any, like, like, stamina is not a thing to them. They don't yeah. run out of it. They're going <laughs> to so, run until their body collapses and dies. Yeah. yeah. Literally. So... I don't know. I think it was just a popular thing in the 2000s that they kind of went this like, oh, yeah, you could survive this. Well, yeah, obviously you can't because now you can't you have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was a popular trend in the aughts. And I think that's kind of what led to that. But also the 9-11 thing. I mean, come on. Right. hundred percent. hundred percent. I think th- we moved more towards an era of of less survivability mm-hmm. with like the saw movies, the hostels putting the people put in these situations where they're less likely to get out of. And I think that movies back in the day, you could always like, they were always just cheesy, you know, like people having conversations about them. were always like, man, that Jason, man, you just run away from him. And it's be, like scary movie. They used to make fun of it too. Yeah. Like, yeah, they would chase them forever and they would just run in place like it's mm-hmm. it's such a like a trope and so mm-hmm. i think they were trying to also yeah like to your point i think they were trying to break away from that kind of stuff 100 um 
we can go into the kills now. I think that's, we have to talk about it. Um, I think we do favorite kills. Kyle, with a K. Brendan, no, Ooh. Brendan. I want to I talk to Brendan. Brendan, with a D. With a T. <laughs> Brendan with a with, with a J. D. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, I mean, uh, I feel like, oh, I remember the neck thing I was thinking was uh, Chewie gets the screwdriver to the neck. That's what I was thinking earlier with the arrow. Um, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Uh, hands down for me, my favorite kill is the sleeping bag over the campfire. I think mainly because of how uh, it was handled practically, uh, because that is, even though it doesn't look like the most dangerous stunt, there was a legit stunt woman in that sleeping bag hanging over an open fire, and then she had to fall out head first, but also try and miss the fire. Um, I. I just think there was so much uh, energy put because they could have easily you have fucking Michael Bay who made CGI basically. <laughs> um, so he very easily could have just put a, a, a 50 extra bucks in and been like, do this on the computer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that got um, me so good. But yeah, no, it the uh, <laughs> Uh, I just think that there is so much. I appreciate how they wanted to keep this as practical as possible, and I think that that kill is uh, the most indicative of the the practicality uh, of the effects. But also the girl under the dock. <laughs> that one, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk real quick. That one, that one was mine. It was ridiculous and stupid, stupid just to like pick her up by her head just to show her titties, just no, to drop her down he, to her death. He, he, he had to unsheath her knife from his knife from her head somehow. I guess. Sure. How I mean, else her is head get... hitting the top or the bottom of the dock was like the wedge to like take it out. Like I thought that was cool. I think it works. I think it works too. I mean, we got some stupendous boobies. So, yeah. I think the double kill of the boat and the dock was my favorite. I just like that whole scene. The whole scene was just very like there was no music. It was silent. Like it was just well, I mean, aside from her like waterboarding to the <laughs> you know, aside from that part, that fucking <laughs> wacky 2000 scene. Um which I was probably way into. Or I would have been way into at the time. Um yeah, aside from that, like it was very uh I don't know. It was cool. I just liked it. I liked the whole setup. I liked the whole scene. Um, I do wish that they would have showed the boat like hitting like the shore or something, or like because it kind of just drives off and you don't know what happens to it. <laughs> Not that you need to, but I just kind of wanted to see like destruction of the boat or something. That would have been cool because it just drives off. Um, if they were on yeah, a budget, that, Kyle. Huh? They were on a budget. I mean. They it was almost 2010, right? And they had a, like millions of dollars behind this movie. But uh, yeah, no, that whole that whole scene was really cool. Shout out though to the cop death where Jason jumps down just, behind him and right. In the, I was just gonna bring that up. Yeah, that was really cool. The in the behind the scenes they were showing, um, they wanted to that. keep. Oh yeah, so like yeah, yeah, I love yeah, how that. they they uh they basically cut the door in half mm -hmm. and they have the camera there and the camera guy just runs with Jason's uh thing um yeah I, I it is such an impactful shot dude and i love how like the guy who played jason he was like holding himself up above the door frame and then he just drops down and then yeah. just, <laughs> it's so cool imagine being jason being like come on hurry up fucking hurry up my <laughs> arms hurt action! so bad action! <laughs> yeah because he just drops out of nowhere yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because he's uh i think that's right after the scene where chewy gets it in the boat shed and then it just cuts to Jason standing on the roof. Oh, yeah, that was, was he funny. Standing on, I didn't see him. No, no, yeah, yeah, he was standing on the roof, yeah. You probably didn't see it because your quality of your 480p <laughs> stream you had going on. But, um, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, I thought the same thing. Brendan, about the roof shot. I was like, this motherfucker. I think the boat scene probably had the scariest, um, my scariest uh, scene in it with her swimming to the shore and Jason just standing there. Just waiting. Yeah, just waiting. Like, what, what is she going to do? If I was in that situation, what the fuck am I going to do? He's got a bow, and then he just whips out a freaking machete. There's no way. 
it's like being in the ocean with a shark. It's like you, you yeah. can't outrun a shark. Yeah. <laughs> like, or you can't outswim a shark. So you're kind of fucked. You try to swim to the other side of the shore. He's just going to run over. You're dead. Uh, can I ask, how do you guys feel? Uh, what are your thoughts on, because this kind of humanizes Jason a little bit, but the the fight between Clay, uh, Jared Padalecki from House of Wax and Jason. Because I mean, is he the, I, is he the I, first I, core group? I'm sorry. No, no, no. This is uh, this is he's towards the, dude the from end. Supernatural. Yeah. Oh, he's in House of Wax. I didn't, I don't I didn't know that. Yes, he's he's the fucking guy that, he the that, main guy that he's the guy that gets waxed and then his half of his face gets cut off when he's sitting at the piano. Are you sure about that? Oh my god. Sure about that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Look um, it up. We can look it up right now. I'm looking it up already. I'm already looking it up. House but um, it is not him. You, I don't think it's him, dude. It is it's Chad Jared Michael Murray. Jared Padalecki is who I'm talking about. Who is oh, in you know House what? He Black. is in the movie. You're right. Oh my god. You're right. My heart Carry has on. never raced more than it has now. Um, Carry on. But I mean, because like Jared Padalecki, I think he's like six oh, five. He is. Um, and he's, he's like a really tall dude from what I remember. And he kind of goes mano y mano with Jason for a little bit. And I think that does a good job of showing that in this film, Jason is just a really fucking strong person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like when the final girl, his sister, um, like kind of drop kicks him in the face in mm-hmm. the bus scene. That was like, okay, we're finally fighting back on Jason. Like, come on, guys. Who do you think would win in a fight between this Jason and Lou Ferrigno? Oh. In his prime. Ooh. In Lou. his prime. Easy. You think Lou? Like Hulk Lou. Hulk Lou, yeah. Oh, no. It, the Hulk. Bro. Oh, you're saying Hulk Lou? The Hulk. Yeah. Hulk, Hulk Lou. Lou. Yeah. Hulk Lou. I, he wouldn't even hear Jason coming up behind him. <laughs> oh my god! And that's not offensive. That's just true. Because he, do you think he's he hearing his fix? When what he if Lou the got the jump though? What if Lou got the jump? Nah, he, dude. He he has fucking fake movie muscles. Fake, fake movie nothing. muscles. Fake. Brendan, you are cut off now. Look, okay. Just because Lou Ferrigno. Entered a couple world's strongest man man competitions doesn't mean that he can just because just you because can li- he's the world's strongest <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't think he ever won one. I don't think he ever won. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, he was going toe to toe with Arnold. Arnold was unbeatable at the time. Okay, we're not talking about Lou Ferrigno though. Sorry, we're talking about Jason. Stop bringing up Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yeah, that was all um, you guys. <laughs> anyway, um, what were we talking about? I don't even remember. Um, uh, I asked a question that everyone just avoided because we talked Ian about avoided it. I was going to go back to that, but Ian <laughs> avoided it. Let me be, let me be honest. I can even repeat the question. That's how much I remember. It, so <laughs> just saying, uh, Ian, do you remember the question? No, I don't. Okay. Oh um, yeah. You said who can go toe to toe with? No, you, no, 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 no. <laughs> that was your question. <laughs> Brennan, say the question again. I don't think that was my uh, uh, How do you guys feel about the fight? Uh, when oh, Clay and Whitney Jason. fight Jason and kind of actually like hold their own. I mean, they had like two punches worth of worth of a fight scene. I think that's more than most people have with Jason. Yeah, I've, I've never really seen. To Britain's point, I've never really seen people stand toe to toe with him. You know what I mean? So Tommy Jarvis. Everybody's always ru- except for Tommy. Yeah, except for Tommy. I think you yeah. rename what's his name? The guy from Supernatural. Uh, Jared, I think you, you renamed you Clay. House of Wax. Yeah, I think you renamed Clay to Tommy. Assume he's Tommy Jarvis. Problem fixed. Is this the first requel? It plays off the original oh, yeah. movie. It's technically not a remake of the first movie or a reimagining. Well, I mean, it's a remake of one, two, and three, pretty much. Is it? It skips one. It's a sequel. It's a sequel to one, and it's mm-hmm. kind of a reboot. Because it remakes one in the first like it, two it minutes, thirty five minutes. That's a flashback. <laughs> that's a flashback. It's and a flashback they that they remade. None of the actresses or actors were the same. Well, that 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 part doesn't it, matter. Well, that part's not no because no, it, no, it but, doesn't matter if you have uh, the original Pam Voorhees. Yeah, hand is up. The original flashback scene took place in the seventies, so that would account for. The first movie, and then the first core group, that wasn't a remake of the first movie. That was modern day. So 
I interpret it as like he's got the he's got the sack on just like he does in in the second movie. Mm-hmm. And then we move on to the third movie where he finds his mask. I think this is a it encompasses all three films. It's a requor. Uh, Kyle, I think that you can make a really strong argument for that. I'm not going to say Thank you, Brendan. yes at the moment. I would have to think about that more, but that is a that is a very interesting uh, no, that's not a that's it's not, not a stretch. stretch. That's not a I stretch. I mean, you can call it a stretch. That's fine, but I think that's a pretty if it didn't have the flashback to the original like with the mother and stuff, it, like if it didn't have that it just it's, sequel. it takes out the requel, mm-hmm. but the fact that it establishes that this is like thirty years post the original, like it's acknowledging that the first movie exists, essentially, mm-hmm. it like it's acknowledging that, and then it goes, you know, modern day. I don't know. I just think the argument could be made. No, and, and that that's I'm actually thinking about the DGG Halloween now, and uh, the more I the think about thing? it, the more I am going to tentatively agree with you that. Friday the 13th, 2009 is the first requel. I'll, I'll take tentatively. I'll take it. <laughs> um, I have no more questions. I do. Uh, and the defense for us, <laughs> Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say my favorite quote, and I don't think this has been addressed in any other campy film or horror film whatsoever. I think it's, it's always the been... the ass one? No, oh, no I think it's, it's always bad. been um, assumed yeah but i don't think it's ever been said i think this is a first it's when they are having sex in the tent and he's like babe i don't want to go out because i don't want to go out with a boner the boner yeah i think it's this is the only film that's been said in but it's assumed in any other film and i want to give a props for that no i I completely get where you're coming from with that you know whenever you see a sex scene that's interrupted like the dude just gets up and puts like underwear on and like totally and in, in oh, your head, you're thinking, Babe, dude's got I don't want to go out with a boner. Exactly. Dude. They didn't even, does like, anybody and, really say also, boner, though? Does anybody say boner? No one. Do you guys say boner? You're mid-having sex, guys, right? Like, hey, babe, somebody's knocking out the door. It might be the pizza guy. Did we order pizza? I don't even know. But I don't want to go out there because I got a boner. Yeah. Is that what's said? Or do you say something else? Uh, I would Replace say, the um, I'd say, um... <laughs> I'm rock hard and dripping juice. <laughs> That's more realistic, in my opinion. It's more realistic, but I digress. Anyway, I'm still a child, so I do say boner. You're not a dude. You're old as fuck now. You can't hide behind we'll move, that. Okay, okay, you can't hide clip, behind we that need to clip this. We need to clip this. Oh my I, God. I can't go I'll out. My, I'm as there's, there's blood in my pee pee right now. Is that what you say? What? Child. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I got a boner. You're, we're done with that. Uh, we have addressed that, Brendan, okay. your question. Um, yeah, question. I, I actually, I thought that this was going to come up, and I'm surprised it didn't. Uh, so the canon of, of Jason is kind of retconned in this a little bit from what we know, where he's a fucking survivalist. Dude has underground bunkers, tunnels. Yeah. That is so cool. I think and, cool and also, he's like the protector of a weed farm. It's kind of well, like... Well, he, he didn't know the weed was there. <laughs> uh, would He has to. He but he's to. not he's smoking it. Is he smoking it? You guys think he's smoking it? No, my, my thought is he provides protection for that guy's weed farm, and in return, that guy who's, leaves Jason alone. Lets him. It's, it's not a guy's weed farm. Yeah, it's not. It's a, so, so, so you're talking about the hillbilly, right? Whose weed farm are you referring to? Uh, it, it's, it's said at some point whose farm it is in the so very the beginning. Hillbilly, so it's the, the core group that died. It's their weed farm. Their no. farm. It's not even a farm. It's like a, a couple weed plants. But no, they're, they're looking for it. Yes. No, I think they planted it, and then because it's out of the way, and then they went because they're like, yeah, dude, we're gonna make a bunch of money off this weed farm or this weed these weed plants. Like, so they know it exists. Mm. You, do you think they're on a treasure hunt for like a <laughs> weed plant? Like, you think that's what? Do I? So I just assume that they planted some weed shit here. And they were going back to get it after they were like taking care of it. Am I? Uh, I I was under the impression that they found gold in this little oh, weed thought... patch. Um, but is Jason smoking it? Though? That's what I'm saying. Is Jason smoking it? 
I mean, it's not uncommon for alpecia patient, patients to uh, smoke weed. So, um, yeah. So it is not. They did not plant it. Okay. Okay. Well, if Wikipedia says wild it, weed, but what what do you guys think about the whole like survivalist Jason aspect? I think it's really cool. It added intelligence to Jason. And I think in a way that we really haven't seen before, I think in the other films, he's really just a killing machine on a, a vengeance to on a mission to avenge his, his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, he's definitely a protector of the land. I think his mission has evolved into this area is his and he's the protector. And you got to think about it, right? <laughs> the survivalist nature you just became, went into like npr voice <laughs> the survivalist nature became really important after 9-11 once our country okay. was okay. invaded we had to take arms oh, right we had to protect ourselves and how do you do that survivalist training so in a way this is also like a metaphor for i'm kidding i i'm kidding i'm kidding but i mean it's kind of i mean it's it's not a bad stretch. The invaders were right below our feet the entire time. Thank you. Tickling our balls. I think we are good with this film. I think we can move past it. I think we said all we can say for the time being, in the time frame we have. Say what you want to say. Right now, we are going to give our final thoughts and rating. Brandon, are you up for the challenge? Man. If not, I can, I can I'm sway. Up, I'm, I'm up for any challenge. Rock, paper, scissors. I'm a switch hitter, bro. One round, rock, paper, scissors to go right now. Rock. Hold on. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot, right? One, two, three. Go on four. Rock, right? paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. okay yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh, got you, bitch. Uh, you won. You won. That means you got to go first. <laughs> uh, this movie is a movie, and things happen in it. And there's also blood and boobs and kills. Um, blood, boobs, and kills. Hundred percent. The the movie's not terrible. I get what they were trying to do with the dialogue. It definitely comes off as very disingenuous and trying to kind of. A cash grab a nostalgic feeling um didn't necessarily work um i i do like the opening 25 minute long prologue i think that's kind of fun uh, i love survivalist jason kind of wished he didn't die um i think the the ending scene is more of an homage to the first film than anything um not terrible. Definitely better films out there. I'm surprised there hasn't been another fucking Friday the Third because goddamn Victor Miller's a little bitch with his IP. Just let people fucking remake your movie, dude. <laughs> um, uh, I think I can safely give this movie a. I'll say three, and I'll give it a heart. I'll give it a heart. All right. Kyle. Out of all the Ots remakes we've watched so far, there's kind of a detached from original desperate nature sense to this movie in the sense that it's almost like they made it because they felt like they had to. Almost like the IP needed like a contract renewal in order to keep it. They needed to make a movie. That's kind of what it felt like to me. Um or they saw the you know the other franchises success and like let's try to cash in on it. Not to say it's a full cash in because there is a lot of um, like homage that's paid to this movie that you could tell like they cared, but it seems a little forced. The dialogue's real bad. Um, there's really just some standout things that I think are important, which are the kills and Jason, right? And those things are done well. Those things are done well. It's just everything else. Oh, and the titties. That's what Ian, Ian wanted me to call up. Sorry. For the non-video or the, or the non-audio listeners uh, or video. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Just 
this movie's uh it doesn't hit the mark for me. I don't think it's a good remake. Is it a good requel, you know? One could debate it is, but um <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and give this movie I think Letterbox is pretty accurate on this one, and I'm gonna go two point five with uh no heart. But I'm gonna give J I'm gonna give Jason a four in this movie. Jason's a four, but I'm going to give this movie a two point five. So you like you like the the remade I like, Killers? I like yeah. Well, I like this Jason a lot. I do like this Jason. I think if he was just in a better movie, this would have been. You're going to say a better mood. <laughs> I mean that too. <laughs> no, if he was in a better like if this was a better movie, this had, this had the potential to be fucking great. Honestly, like Friday the Thirteenth is to to Brendan's point, not to go off on a tangent, but. To Brennan's point, this is like Friday the 13th is begging for a remake. Like a good one. Like a really good one. Like a solid one. Like, dare I say it, the DGG Halloween 2018. Like, it needs people behind it that want to make a good fucking movie. And you can see what you will about the Halloween trilogy, because we're not going to go off on that tangent, but you can tell they care. You can tell they care about it. And I think Friday the 13th needs it. And I wish this was it, but it's not. This movie is pretty bad, um, but I do enjoy it a lot more than Texas Chainsaw 2003. Um, I feel like if you break down the uh, the ratings, I, I would give like a, a D minus to Texas Chainsaw, and I would give this a D. I'm going to give this a three with no heart. I don't think I don't think I can give it a heart. Or machete. Or a um, silicon boob. Which brings this total official ruminations of Red Rum rating of a three with no machete heart. I think that's fair. And before we get into the greatest game show of all t- of all podcast time, we are going to take our thick, slushy, milky, creamy piss break. Please enjoy a listen from our sponsors. Hey kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile Hissy Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on Cinephile Hissy Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on ruminationsradionetwork.com. Welcome back, listeners, (laughs) from that relieving piss break i had a full bladder i'm not gonna lie and i feel so relieved i refilled Um, my coffee it was good we are now going to play our famous game show (laughs) what's in the box a game show where i will read a summary from the website letterboxd (laughs) my contestants will then guess the average rating within three points if they do that they get one point if they guess the exact rating they get two points they then move on to the next round they can guess the decade of that film they get one point if they get the decade right they get another point if they get the exact year contestants are you ready kill or be killed determined to finish off the infamous killer jason Voorhees once and for all tommy jarvis and a friend exhume Jason's corpse in order to cremate him. Things go away when Jason is instead resurrected, sparking a new chain of ruthlessly brutal murders. 2.4. That's a good guess, bro. Two, I'm going to price this right in 2.5. So we have a 2.4. And 2.5. This is a absolute classic whenever I host. Starting out with donuts. This is sitting at a 3.2 hmm. average wow. score on Letterbox. This is one of the more favored ones. Guess the year. Guess a decade. I think this is a 90s one. Is it Ghost to Hell? No way. There's no way Ghost to Hell is 3.2. <laughs> no way. 
Hold on, let me look it up real quick. <laughs> I don't know which one this is. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say nineties. Brennan, you're also going nineties? Oh yeah, I said nineties. And some more donuts. This is the 1986 film Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. Hmm. No more, you know. By 86, they were already on 6? Damn, bro. That's oh, crazy. is that the one where like the, the coroner eats his heart? Uh, and then the coroner no. turns into Jason? No, that's like Jason Goes to Hell. That's the, I think, like 90-something. Oh, okay. Two or three. That's the cult classic one that you either love or hate. So Jason is back, but this time someone's waiting. A young girl who possesses a powerful, a, the power of telekinesis accidentally causes her father's death after a family dispute at Crystal Lake. Years later, when a doctor tries to exploit her abilities, her powers become a hellish curse and she unwillingly unchains the merciless bloodthirsty Jason Voorhees from his watery grave. This is my favorite film of the series. Oh, if it's your favorite, then one point to you? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, for real, though. How did, how did that summary not sound awesome? For real, though. That does um, I'm gonna cool. go... Yeah, if you're fucking Ian. I'm gonna go two points... Six. All... I'll, I'll give three on you and go 2.9. So 2.9 from Brendan. And 2.6 from Kyle. This is sitting at a 2.5. Brendan, sorry, you do not get awarded the point. You okay. can guess the decade, though. Go ahead. Oh, both of us. Yeah. Uh... But they were already on six in '86. It's got to be '80s, right? Unless it is Ghost to Hell. Is this is this the '90s one? Uh, I I don't know too much, Jason. Honestly, me neither. Uh, so I'm gonna stick with '90s. Just to be different, I'll stick with '80s. Kyle is over the second point. point. Guess the ah. year. Nineteen. 88. This is the 1988 film Friday the 13th Part 7 The New Blood. Kyle, you are awarded another point. I don't think I definitely haven't seen that one. We are I haven't moving seen. into the final round. Kyle, three. Brendan, zero. Brendan, there's still a chance. I'm clean sweeping it. <laughs> clean sweeping Hopefully you can, because Jason's back. And this is one you've been screaming for. You're making my headache worse, right? <laughs> After the Crystal Lake massacres, Jason is pronounced dead and taken to the hospital morgue, where he is mysteriously revived again, allowing his uh, diabolical killing spree to continue at the camp where the gruesome slaughtering began. 2.9. Two point five. Two point five from Kyle. Two point nine from Brendan. Yeah. Brendan <laughs> getting a point on the board. This is sitting at a three point one. I almost guessed three point two. Well, that wouldn't have made it any better, but <sighs> guess you would have been right either way. We get <laughs> guess the decade. Uh nine <laughs> Just to make it interesting, I'll say 2000s. And Kyle gets the point. <laughs> I know. I would shit my I want to give it. So now it's 2-3. I want to give him a final chance to tie it up. Make it interesting. So, Brennan, your final guess is 90s. Yeah. And Kyle, your final guess is the 2000s. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go 2010. <laughs> this is the 19... 84 film oh! Friday the 13th, the final chapter. I went back on you guys. So we have the victor being Kyle this episode. That makes year to date Kyle at eight, 
Ian at nine and Brendan 11. I'm, I can't believe I'm actually catching up to you guys because I'm usually the worst at this game. Let's go. I still got my jar ready. That being said, if you like what we're doing here, please like and subscribe on literally every single podcast medium there is. We're on Spotify. We're on MySpace. We're not in MySpace, but I keep saying that. We are on Transistor Radio. We are on Apple Podcasts. Kyle, is there anything else? Once we, once, Kyle, I was like, what? We're on Kyle. Once we get to, once we, uh, yay, you're on me, guys. Once we, and girls, and everybody in between, once we get to 100 ratings on Apple Podcasts, we can become Rotten Tomatoes certified. So even if it's a bad rating, if you hate us, that's fine. I get it. I don't like me most days. Go ahead and give us a rating. And then that way we can become Rotten Tomato certif- certified. We're at 38 ratings. We need to get so to 100. we can effectively Please. change a rating of a movie on the broken thing that is Rotten Tomatoes. Let us yes. be the the voices that that bring balance to Rotten Tomatoes. Please. I really just want one of those pins, but please rate us. Um, I've been your host, Ian. Two E's, Ghost of Shima, Ghost of Your Bed, Ghost of Your Past. And Michael is definitely... I I don't know if he's even in this movie, but he should watch it if he, he has. Play, I, he, he this is probably the, his franchise, honestly. He plays the motorboat. He plays the motorboat. <laughs> and joining me, number two in our pencils, number one in our hearts, the fifteenth Doctor himself, Kyle. <laughs> And signing us off. Whatever he says. The elastic Mr. Fantastic Brendan Jesus. Ortega. Um Hale Ratner. I wish what the fuck I said. No, don't do that. Kinda want to start an OnlyFans, but like, make it like pretend like I'm a woman and only do feet stuff. Only do feet stuff. I yeah, mean, just like like foot pictures. Like, let me see. Uh, uh, I'm wearing some socks right now. Just let me see one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I could never be. I have a uh, web toes. <laughs>